everybody. Welcome to Talking Obscure Animation. And this is a show where we look at uh, indie and smaller animated films, international films. We have so much fun and talking about them and our experience watching them. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Stanford is here. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are, how are you? Hey, all is well. Thank you. I'm excited to talk with you about this movie. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. We're talking about the world of Goopy and Bagha. And I should say at the very beginning, I am going to butcher a lot of names. And I, I apologize. Going I was just going to do the same. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> There's some really hard names in this. Yeah. But I'm going to do my best. And uh, if you have corrections, feel free to leave in the comment section. I it won't be heard at all. Um but yeah, this is a really interesting animated film. I don't know where I even stumbled upon yeah, it. Yeah, I wanted to ask you where did you <laughs> hurt? You know, because I mean, you're in the know, and you always introduce me to such interesting <laughs> movies, for which I'm so grateful. Uh, this is definitely a very interesting, yeah, one, uh, you know, one. So cool. yeah, I think I I was looking through some lists on. I think it was on Letterboxd of obscure indie or international yeah. animation or something like that is where I found it. Uh, and uh, it can also go by Goopy Gawaya Bagha by Bayai, something like that. Yes. Um, I was so happy it, to see <laughs> the world of Goopy and Bagha <laughs> when it was playing for English audience, you know, English speaking audiences in North America. Yeah. And it's interesting because it premiered at, at TIFF at the Toronto International yeah, Film in Festival. Yeah, 20, 2013. Yeah, but it didn't get released in India. I don't think it's ever been released in the United States, uh, but uh, it didn't get released in India until 2019, which, which is interesting. Kind of me. Yeah. And uh, they didn't say in the article uh, that I read, uh, which we'll put in the description uh, behind, behind the success of Gupi Gawaya, Gabaya by, and uh, uh, that she says, uh, she doesn't really explain why that it took so long um, to get uh, released. I'm not sure what happened, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's not one that it's because they were like embarrassed by it or something like that. Sometimes these festival films, uh, that just happens. Uh, there's still films that I've seen at Sundance that I'm waiting to, to be released. Yeah. Uh, that there's famously, I've talked about it a number of times. This isn't animated, but uh, there, uh, there was a movie called Butterflies that I saw in I think 2018 Sundance. Uh, There's a Turkish film that won a bunch of awards at Sundance, but you cannot find it anywhere except for Turkey. And I would just love to get this released. <laughs> I'm just waiting for some day that the uh, Criterion Channel has it or something like right, that. Right, or some streaming service is going yeah. to pick it up, right? Or yeah. It was so funny. And it particularly had this this gag where these uh these chickens had uh, eaten gun uh, gunpowder and throughout the movie they just <laughs> well every so often just explode, which I don't even think is how gunpowder would work in this case, but I don't care. It's, it made me laugh every time. <laughs> just be walking. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so I loved this movie. It was so funny. And I have 
still to this day waiting. I always, every once in a while, I'll look and be like, has Butterflies been released? No, no, no. <laughs> Even wanted some jury prizes and stuff, but hey. that just happens with these festivals. That's right. Well, fingers crossed, Rach, that one day <laughs> it will somehow get distributed, you know, somewhere, right? Yeah, if they ever release it, I, I'll invite you over and yeah, we can watch I'd it. Yeah, I'd love to see it, for sure. <laughs> laugh. Uh, but, I vaguely remember because I was at Sundance that year too, and I oh, vaguely, yeah. and maybe because you told me about it, but I, yeah, <laughs> I, did, so I, didn't, I didn't see it. Yeah, I loved it, but uh, but yeah, so this was at TIFF uh, that year, and uh, you pointed me to an article that they uh, they had uh, kind of on the TIFF website about this movie, which is interesting. Um, and it kind of summer or summarizing people want to get an idea of sort of what's going on. But, um, but yeah, it, it really does. I mean, I by no means am like a expert on, on Bollywood or Tollywood um, films, but it does feel very much like an Indian uh, oh, does. film. Yeah. So, you know, I was seeing the same thing. Like this is an animated Bollywood film. Without the without necessarily uh, a romantic element in this one, but I mean, there's a little, a little, right, a little, but it's not like mm-hmm. there's a big song and dance with with you know with the with the leading uh, uh, actor and actress, right, uh, in, in the film. But still, it really has the feel of it, and the way that the, I guess the quote unquote the way the animation is staged, you know, as etc. It it looks very Indian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah and just the way yeah the way the songs are inserted mm-hmm. um and used within the story yes i think feel very much like it's the bollywood. bollywood films i've seen yeah oh yeah likewise i thought the same thing mm-hmm. uh and then uh the just the, sort of the the spirit the bubbly uh, uh kind of happy spirit having just seen rrr not too long ago I definitely feel some of that same, same energy in this as I felt in, in that film. I am RRR on my list. It's in my Netflix, you know, quote unquote, queue oh, yeah, or whatever on, on my list. Yeah. I'm really excited to watch. I'm sorry that I missed it in, in theaters. In fact, I think I saw Salt Lake Film Society is playing RRR on the big screen this weekend. Just, uh, just, just yeah. for like a couple days or something. I was yeah. sad I missed it. It was so good. That's what you um, told me. Yeah, I remember telling me that how good how good it was. I like this this author. She she says she she agrees. She says this look is mint fresh and distinctly Indian. Mm-hmm. So is the lingo and the music. So yes, that's that's kind of cool. I mean, it's so the little summary is the inept but passionate musicians Goopy and Bagha are given magical powers by the king of ghosts. They use their newly bestowed powers to help the common people. So overall, I guess, what did you think about this? Well, um, I thought, I thought it was an interesting story. And I know that, and really, I think from, from what I read in another article that you sent me to, that it's really a treatise, it's an anti-war treatise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just, I couldn't, I was entranced by the, <laughs> by the animation so to me and i i tried to i searched youtube to see if, if there was something like the making of or yeah. whatnot. i couldn't find anything otherwise of course, i would have sent it to you but 
in this TIFF thing is talking about how uh, the film has this uh, painterly style with a technique involving cloth textures. And that's what I wanted. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about is that to me, it looked like they were almost like flat puppets and, and, and they had, and it was fabric is what it looked like to me, you know, rather than, rather than drawings, it looked to me like it was like cut fabric, you know? And I don't know if that's necessarily is true or what your experience was with it, but I was just entranced by the mm-hmm. colors and the texture that, that how, you know, how they, how they did that with the care, not only with the characters mm-hmm. costumes, but with, just with the backgrounds and the structures and whatnot, you know, just within each shot. Yeah. Uh, it kind did you of, notice that or what? what yeah. What, it was okay. I did too. I really liked the layered feel of it. It kind of almost reminded me of uh, Lottie Redinger. Uh, exactly. Uh, That's why I was thinking if it was the same sort of technique that Lottie mm-hmm. Redinger employed in her films. Yeah. It definitely uh, has that style. And in this article, it says, has the te- has a texture that is earthy, balanced, and immersive, mm-hmm. and I think that that is is very true, especially when they're with the ghost. Oh, I really thought those were were I beautiful love sections. Those scenes with the ghosts again, mm-hmm. how they employed uh, the fire and you know the different things with that, and just the light and the mm-hmm. uh, anyway. It also us. reminded me a little bit of uh, Tom Moore. Uh, his animation, particularly yes. uh, the Secret of the Kells, the first one, because yeah. I think that one has the most, as far as a sort of a lyrical. Uh, it looks like pages of a book mm-hmm. uh, quality to it. Yeah, um, I mean, of course, you always have like Sleeping Beauty also has that that aesthetic kind of. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, this is on way less of a budget than than uh, than any, anything like that. But but yeah, I think it was very very beautiful to watch and uh just the bright colors mm-hmm. the um the way that they integrated the music with the animation very effective i think i think so too i was i just kind of felt transfixed to the you know to the screen while, while watching it and and honestly it was less the story and maybe part of that was just because um, it, it was in Hindi mm-hmm. with with you know English subtitles, and I had no problem reading the subtitles. It's just yeah, I, I was often just again just just almost hypnotized by some of the designs and the patterns that were you know employed again. And I keep wondering, is that fabric or what? You know, what yeah. is, that? is that paint? What is it? Mm-hmm. And uh, and just loving loving the look, loving the colors, uh, really just just overall just loving the production design. Yeah. At first direction. I was like, oh, I don't know. Should we do this one? Because I wasn't, I'm not really into like flatulence humor. And so I was just like, yeah, when you first start, first... I was like, oh no. Uh, but that's really only for the first little like five minutes or whatever. Right. It's not a forever thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Within the film. Thank and then, goodness. yeah, then they move on and it basically almost becomes kind of a, an Aladdin-esque kind yeah. of story it also reminded me of um i don't know if you ever seen kiriku the um uh the african uh animated film about the little baby no. anyway it's 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 very it cute sounds like i want to see i want to see that <laughs> maybe <a> future yeah <laughs> I, I our friend cameron ward who we've had on um on talking disney uh that 
uh, we he was on the Criterion Project with me in Conrado, and we talked about Kiriku. Oh, cool! And, yeah, and uh, it definitely has some of the same feel. I like in in this article. Uh, she's about she's talking about the the band that they have yes. um for this uh the um uh what's it it's a what do they call it um is three brothers the, and a violin yes three brothers and a violin and she says that um that uh, they have earned rave reviews for their music, which critics say adds an impish luster, making GGBB. That's probably the best way to refer to it from yeah. now on. GGBB, <laughs> the perfect way of introducing children to Satya Ray's films and Satya Satya Ray. I'm sure again, I'm probably ruining that name, but he's the one who did Pather Pather Panchali. Yes, uh, and a bunch of other say, really famous, really well respected. Yeah, revered films. Yeah, yeah, um, which is all um, Pathar Panchali. We also re- re- talked about uh, with um, uh, the Criterion Channel, I mean, the Criterion, Criterion Project. Channel. Yeah, um, with our friend Jimmy Page, who is um, uh, has a, a Bollywood focused uh, YouTube channel. Anyway, um, nice. And that whole movie is all about a little boy kind of exploring uh, his world and some of the things that happens to him. And it's, it's a really good movie. Um, and yeah, I can feel some of that sort of energy uh, in this movie. Um, I, I think that the, the, the anti-war message is, is actually pretty well done and pretty sweet. Um, some of the stuff with, like them being gifted women is a little uh, not my favorite. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it's, it just has such a fun spirit about it that you can't really uh, be too hard on it. Are you a fan of Rachel's reviews? Do you look forward to family movie night, female film critics panels, or the talking Disney podcast? If so, please consider supporting the podcast by becoming a patron. As a patron, you get to access monthly events such as the watch alongs and Q and A's where you get to talk to stars and find out the behind the scenes of the movie making industry. And you can pick what I review for family movie night, or even become a guest on the podcast podcasts and YouTube channels are expensive and I really, really could use your help. I would so appreciate it. You also get to be a member of the Facebook group where we talk about all the films that we're seeing and we have so much fun. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies and select one of the Rachel's fan tiers. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. They're given, they're confronted with this king who is angry at his brother and uh, they, uh, they decide to go and try to stop this and they end up meeting this ghost in the, uh, in the forest and, and he likes their music. So he decides to reward them with four wishes or boons. And uh, that was kind of, it's like slightly different because usually it's three wishes. Yeah. I thought that was, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and so their very first wish I thought was interesting that the world must love their art and be spellbound when they sing. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting wish too. That the, that would be the number one thing that you would want. Cause I don't even know if I, the problem with that wish is that you would never, you would never trust anybody. 
because everyone has to like, but these guys right. don't seem to care Everyone's about gonna that. Like you. No, they didn't seem to care. They didn't seem to be like really deep thinkers. <laughs> no, they were just like, this is great. Everyone loves yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. They just like, <laughs> love, love playing their instruments. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting that they never really wish for, uh, for money. In their, yeah, uh, which was interesting too, uh-huh. right? Yeah, so they want to be loved, but not they actually don't really the um they don't really ever wish for love either. Uh, they're not really told that they have limits, but um, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of a funny first wish to make, an interesting wish. Um, and then yeah. the second wish is they wish that they can have a tasty dish whenever they clap three times, <laughs> <laughs> which comes into handy later on in the story. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Every, all these two have, have their place. It, it really would be pretty handy that all the time you'd save. I mean, with the amount of time we spend, like I, that's something you don't ever appreciate when you're little. Is how much time is spent thinking about what what your meals, eating, preparing your meals, preparing your meals, eating, cleaning up for your meals, cleaning up for your meals. It's a lot of your it's life. A lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so then the third wish is that they wish to see the world. So they're given magic shoes that allow them to fly. So that was kind of fun, and yeah, a creative definitely. wish. Yeah, and they I love decide that wish. to wait for their fourth wish, uh, and uh, so we see that coming up. And uh, this is we get uh, 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 then Go- Goopy sings about nature. This is one of the first long songs, and I I said I described it as the animation. I thought it had almost a paper mache effect. Yep, that's kind of what I, I that's thought. A perfect of. way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh, so then the king is uh, kind of upset with his court musician, which then makes uh, makes him, the musician, mad at Goopy and Baga. And he kind of becomes the uh, um, one of the foes, I guess. Uh, but the king tells them that uh, they only have 27 soldiers and uh, so they need to stop the stop this uh, his twin brother from attacking them because they only have 27 soldiers and um so that you know is kind of getting our plot plot going and then we get a whole song that's oppose question reason discuss is is kind of a song about in there um and they're I just trying love to love the songs yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you, so please finish. No. So we could, yeah. No, I, I agree. I love the songs. I think that's probably the highlight. You could almost just have a bunch of music videos about the songs. I know. <laughs> just, and as you said, it just kind of added to, in a way, just kind of the the trance-like experience I was having watching this movie. And that I loved the music and then just, just loved watching loved watching the animation, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so they are trying to convince the brother that they shouldn't he shouldn't go to war and uh they uh they sing a, a, you know, another song 
do not attack, make friends. Uh, and then uh, we have uh, the one has uh, of the brothers or of the friends has insomnia is trying to do the sleeping exercise. And sh- he sees this goddess appear in their dreams named Mona Mala. I think is how you say it. <laughs> uh, and uh, so that was kind of a fun sequence. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Being a, a fellow insomniac. I re- <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Um, so basically there's this foe that's the musician, I think if I followed everything, um, and he gets this potion from this wizard and, uh, he, he seems to want them to go to war. He's trying to convince the twin brother, the King, uh, to go to war. I wasn't really clear why uh, he wanted to go to war. Uh, some kind of power thing, I guess. I just wondered if it was a power thing too. Just again between mm-hmm. these two brothers, and again maybe just representing these were just two kind of egomaniac leader mm-hmm. types. Uh, and maybe I'm being too stereotypical about it, but that's how I interpreted it. Yeah, I think that's what I took too because it was it was a little bit confusing, uh, but. And he gets turned into a frog at one point and, and like Goopy and Baga are like mocking him. <laughs> like a frog, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah. Um, and then he's even in a, he's not only a frog, but he's a frog in a, um, a snow globe kind of, which is yes. funny. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so then uh, they, they, uh, they have the potion that's then given to the King and everyone and uh, basically everyone falls asleep so that then the army starts to get ready. Um, and then they put the this king, this bad guy, musician guy, he um, puts them, Goopy and Baga, in, in jail. And he says that he's going to decapitate them. And uh, so, yeah, it's like a jail with like a lava. <laughs> in it uh and this is where their wish comes in handy because they get this beautiful uh assortment of food delivered (laughs) to them and the uh the jailer sees it all and he's uh, drooling over it (laughs) and so they're able to tempt the jailer to uh to let them out and yeah uh, the jailer's willing to yeah. Swap the keys for the food, right? <laughs> Pretty much. And it, and it really did sound good with that, like, butter chicken with extra butter, I think they said. I know. <laughs> like, mm. It didn't quite look as good as anime food, but it sure sounded good, right? Yeah. Or at least, you know, the subtitles. That's true. <laughs> mm, I love a good uh, Indian Indian food. We have a really oh, yeah. good place here in uh um, Bombay House in Provo is my favorite. Oh yeah, that's a great that's a great restaurant. So yeah. good. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so they're able to tempt the jailer, and uh, then they talk to the king, and they say the brave the brave are the ones who don't divide, uh, and so they are pretty close to convincing the king to not 
attack. Uh, but then they remember, oh, we have our fourth wish. And so then their fourth wish is that it will rain down candy. And so that people will mm-hmm. be happy because they have the yeah. candy and they won't want to fight. <laughs> Which I think was really cute. It was cute. And, you know, yeah. I think, uh, you know, something that would resonate with a younger audience. I mean, it, res- mm-hmm. I mean, it clearly resonated, you know, with me. But, but, I, but I, you know, they're talking about, I think, the importance of this, this anti-war message um, for children. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's it kind of makes me think of using those stories of like the Allied soldiers with the candy drops. And right, I know candy pretty, bomber. Mm-hmm, the candy bomber, yeah. and uh, you know, going them even the individual soldiers going in with uh, chocolate bars and things like that, yeah, and, and chewing um, gum and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, and because that's it's interesting because that is one thing that it seems like you don't even need to teach. That, you know, like sweet is special. It just, everybody just knows inherently that like yeah. a sweet is special. It's a treat. It's, um, I mean, part of it probably is cultural, but I think it's also just sort of, we just know it's our taste buds. <laughs> they know it's kind of special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it kind um, of, it's almost like it's a peace offering, you know, like it kind of, yeah. it like it just makes everybody you know feel good and it's just it's, it's such a happy thing mm-hmm. yeah um they did say i was this article that i was reading did say about the beginning says that it starts out it says it all starts however with an element with elements of folksy farce so i can kind of see that you almost that beginning almost feels like a um uh like a uh sort of um fall staff kind of sequence maybe and like yes. you know the uh, that you have in some of the Shakespeare's, uh, the yeah. you know, very silly, um, like in the Merry Wives of Windsor and things like that. Uh, yes, that good you point. have. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, the bad uh, wizard and uh, the foe, whoever his name is, runs away uh, because the king decides not to fight, and the two brother kings make up. Which was very sweet. I know. I was a ha- I was, yeah. That was a happy thing <laughs> when, <Yeah>. they, <laughs> when they reconcile with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they are offered the hand of Monomala, and it's kind of funny when they at the very beginning of the movie, they they're like, "Well, we can both have her. We can share her." And I'm like, "What? It's like, a little what? weird." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh but they are offered the uh hand and then the one other king says oh wait i also have a daughter uh mukatam tamaria i think or mukatama sorry um and so then they both end up with a princess uh so which yeah maybe it's a little little cringe but it's different culture so you know yeah different traditions right stories and I guess this is based on a uh, a very traditional Indian story, yeah, a, a children's story. So it's like a, a well recognized mm-hmm. story. You know, I was wondering. I mean, it probably older, but I was thinking of it. Is it something like you know Cinderella or something that we're all very familiar with? It gets told 
yeah in, the know, many, original many different, different different ways yeah the original author roy and chow his name uh was a bengali writer and painter uh and uh, he was alive he he was alive from 1863 to 1915. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarkie in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. But yeah, evidently he's very, very popular. Um, it says he was the first person who introduced the color printing in uh, Bengalese, I guess. Bengal. So he's very important in Southeast Asia, it sounds like. Um, figure. Um, he started the first colored children's magazine, Sandesh, in 1913. Oh, wow. Um, I guess he's known equally for being a writer and a painter as many children's authors are. Um, but it sounds like it's still a favorite at that time. Um, yeah. Let me see this. Sorry. Just one sec. And I guess he is actually the grandfather of Satayit Ray, the famous oh. director that we talked about of Patrick yeah. and So that's interesting. That <laughs> Very is talented interesting. family. Seriously. Yeah, his grandfather wow. was a writer, illustrator, philosopher, publisher, amateur astronomer, and a leader of the Brahmo Sam, a religious wow. and social movement in 19th century Bang- Bengal. So that's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's something. So that's always a joy of, of getting to watch these movies because you get open to a whole new uh, culture and world and talented people and that you can learn more about. And that's why I always tell people go beyond just the Disney, which I love. Nobody loves Disney more than me, but, uh, but go beyond and uh, explore the world. It's it's really worth it. I think. You know, absolutely. And, and in fact, I I was just kind of feeling, in a way, not necessarily sad, but wishing that I could have seen this at TIFF or, or at a film festival, right. and then also had you know some of the filmmakers there to talk about it. You know, and they could ask questions, mm-hmm. and they could and they could uh, explain mm-hmm. it a, a little, little bit more. But I was glad at least we found some of this other supplementary material that, mm-hmm. that's, that's helped me understand the experience. Cause it's really a film that I, I said, I really enjoyed watching this movie. Uh-huh. Me and too. I really did feel and like it was like a kind of a, not necessarily a history lesson, but it was just like neat to see a Indian story or, or myth, uh-huh. you know, that, that was, that was portrayed on the screen. Yeah. Did you watch it on um, Tubi? I did. I watched it on Tubi. Yeah. 
me too. And Tubi has really upped its game. When I was going to say, when, I haven't been on Tubi forever, and it was great. <laughs> when they first started, uh, or when we when we first covered them for Hidden Gems, me and Ryan, uh, uh-huh. I I had a hard time even coming up with five things I could recommend on Tubi. Uh, it was it was rough, <laughs> but I I feel like in the last uh, couple of years since we did that they've they've gotten a lot better and they uh, they have a lot of international content and a lot of mm-hmm. um, a lot of indie content and it's all free so that's you, know, you have to watch the ads but uh, the only thing I get annoyed hey. about watching the ads is I wish they, they didn't have the same ad every single time. I know it's the same ad every time. <laughs> exactly just like, well I, it's free. I really don't i mean i just mute it so it doesn't really matter much but right um but i i think it's a, it's a pretty cool service especially like i said being free yeah it's, it worked great for one. this movie that's for sure yeah yeah uh so they end up with their princesses and the bad wizard uh musician uh, comes back but then he's sent away and uh and then one of them is turned into a frog is kind of the end joke and and then uh they they actually do make a fourth wish i guess the um the sweets wasn't wasn't their fourth wish i was wrong when i said that but anyway they make a fourth wish at the end or another wish and they make the wish to give their subjects their voice and that they will be heard so they they all start kind of singing and it was very sweet yeah agreed mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, I I think this is definitely worth your time. Uh, I uh, I I think that it has a really nice message. The songs are the highlight. Um, in um, the uh, the article, they say uh, there are the fabulous songs. It, it, Iskar Kar asks people to reason, question, think, and dissent to fight helplessness and kill hunger. Not to destroy what is intact, but mend the broken. It asks for pen and the hammer and sickle to be held up against weapons. Uh, this song sequence could well be made mandatory viewing in today's turbulent times. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, That's I agree. really nice. Um, and then she also says, food is one weapon of peace. The... The different uh, the different foods they have it acts as a unifying force, and that's certainly true with the, the candy at the end. I was to say, yeah, just with our candy, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, discussion. And, yeah, and I think that that's really true because, uh, like, it's a base thing that, of course, all humans have in common, right? And we all, yeah, we all can bond, all hopefully, experiencing each other's food. Yep. Yeah, that's why I always feel sad too. Like I had a roommate uh, once who was just so picky. Like she, she wouldn't eat even most American food. Like she, she was like she, she, she didn't like anything with, in my opinion, any flavor. It was, it was rough. Um, like eating a plate of pasta was kind of like, oh, I don't know about this. Oh wow. And yeah, she was just so picky and she only had these like a few meals that she would eat. And I just, ah, oh, man, how much you miss on experiencing the world and uh, cultures and seriously flavors. And I don't know. It just seems like such a shame. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah we were never us. Cause we're, that was one thing we were never very picky eaters uh, growing up. 
and we all, I mean, now my, uh, two of my siblings are vegans. So they're, I guess, picky in that sense, but right. in an ethical sense, but, um, but yeah, but, but not in a flavor sense. We, not necessarily like, saying a flavor yeah. or kind of international cuisine mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. 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 And like I said, I love Indian food. It's delicious. I actually have an aunt who is from India and my aunt Gori and, uh, I don't get to see her that often, but because she lives in San Jose, but uh, but she you know definitely makes delicious delicious food, and I even love at um, Trader Joe's the uh, the Indian meals that they have. Oh, they got great Indian so food. Good. I think at Trader Joe's, yeah, yeah, and and a great deal. It's one of the the best bargains that you yeah. can get there. Yeah, yep. So it's fun. Um, and then one last, I liked this. They said that it's for Goopy and Baka then to change the perspective of a cruel man to avert war and help the Hundi's mute citizens get their voice back. So, uh, you know, that's, that's, I think, you know, beautiful. We live in a time of conflict. Um, and if we, you know, think somebody like Putin, if we, if we could convince him to not do what he's doing, you know? I mean, obviously, it's not as simple as this movie makes it seem, but you sure wish it was. Well, I know. And I guess it felt like it, it did feel it felt so timely, you know, mm-hmm. again, almost timeless uh, in its in its quality, because clearly this type of behavior has been going on for many centuries. But, mm-hmm. the uh, yeah, I, I was thinking the, the same thing of this current conflict with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Russia and Ukraine and and. Uh, yeah. And, this, and just wishing that, you know, Goopy and Bogha could work their magic on <laughs> on, uh, sure. on some of these some of these horrible conflicts happening in the world today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let us know if you've seen this film. I'd love to hear uh, if you're listening and you've seen this film. Would love to hear your thoughts. I'll put a link in the description to the Tubi, so if people want to watch it. They should definitely check yes. it out. Yeah, check out Tubi. It's easy. Yeah, it's definitely worth your time. Uh, I I really did enjoy it, and uh, thanks so much for uh, for talking about this movie with me. I really well, thank you, Rachel. Appreciate thanks it. for always inter- thanks for always introducing me to such cool movies. <laughs> Why well, is that? I just appreciate that you're always like, I'm up for it. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I always love having my cinematic horizons broadened it's one of my favorite things and if you have any suggestions for obscure animation or indie animation let us know uh your suggestions in the comments we'd love to hear and uh stanford where can people find you on twitter i'm at stanford clark and i have a uh, movie podcast and blog at moviespastandpresent.com great and you can find me at rachel's reviews all of our social media itunes youtube and on Rotten Tomatoes, so please check that out. Also, make sure that uh, if you're listening to this episode on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that so much. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group, which is so much fun. Please take a look at that. And the merch store, which has hashtag animation junkie shirts that you can get. And we appreciate all that support. And uh, thanks so much. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone. Hey, bye. <laughs>